guys, I have a joke yeah. for you. Oh, what is it? Give me the joke. So you walk into a bar and there's a bunch of people waiting to punch you in the face. <laughs> That's the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, what do you think about that joke? That's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I'm joined by my comrades, Corey Schreppel, Rodrigo sanchez Chavaria, and Mark Fangmeyer. Um, thanks for uh, joining us with the podcast. We've uh, we've been doing this kind of every two-week thing, and that gives us enough to actual news to talk about and not feel like we're pushing this. And then I can do some board meetings on Monday nights. It's been, it's been nice. So here we go, my friends. Uh, Corey Schreppel's um, staying up late with us because he's got... Uh, national team duty with the daily uh, all week mm-hmm, so um, mm-hmm. go listen to that uh, um, unless it's really depressing like I didn't listen to t- today's episode so yeah there's nothing like uh, having a 1.30 a.m. wake up call to mix a 38 minute episode about a Paralympian who uh, oh, oh, goes down yeah. the euthanasia yeah. route yeah. 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 I yeah. listened to that and like it literally took me like an hour to listen to it just because I had to stop several times yeah it was it was, if that it was, was you, rough. then the great job, great job on putting that together. What's what's tomorrow's tomorrow's what's, uh, tomorrow's because uh, this isn't going to get anywhere. But tomorrow is uh, uh, should be about the uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson's booze parties. So. Oh, that's see, oh, that's, that's a good, a good that's one. A, that's a that's, fun. It's one. gonna be. Gonna be it's gonna one. be. Uh, that's why I was like, you know what? I think I can stay up a little late tonight because that's gonna be. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And you'll be in the right mood if you stay up late too. Have a couple <laughs> beers, stay up late. Hey, listen, listen, I am on, I, this is my uh, second uh, truly mango lemonade. Oh, I thought that was a Boddington's. All right, let's start the podcast and do some news. Uh, we're going to do a, a bunch of news here because, uh, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the weird is basically the whole podcast. So we might take a break <laughs> at some of it. So let, let's start with the, the goodest of the good, which is an MN Woso uh, is about to become Nomo as they're going to be announcing the team name this Thursday at noon. Um the team released a, a, I wrote we, it's we released a, a teaser video that include, included, um, it's going to be out, it's on YouTube, so some people have seen it because we sent it out in the MailChimp. Um, did you guys see the, the video yet? Rodrigo's in the yeah. video, so. Yep. And as the jankiest asked... <laughs> Box. box the teaser video is we we had um we had about like eight community owners come in and um and then we surprised them with the one scarf that we have for the team and and i was like oh shit i need a box and i i just grabbed a shipping box and, and was like not thinking this is part of the the main part of the video was going to be this other stuff and then i wanted to add this in as a as a fun thing and um and didn't didn't think through the the visuals of it, and so this it's got like fragile. I don't know what was shipped to us, but it was probably like anyway. It's janky ass. It's box. like you you bought you bought like a replacement part for your your vegetable mandolin. Yeah. And you, right. yeah, exactly. And like now that I've tell you about it, maybe you would have noticed it anyway. But now you're only going to see the janky ass box. But Rodrigo's family was part of it in the video, and uh, and then yeah, Thursday we're going to find out. We've got this longer video to present everything, and then. 
After that, we've been waiting on all these announcements, like, uh, well, finalizing things like the venue and, and players so that we could do it all under the, the new name. So That's it's been so cool. no news this month until now it's going to come hot and fast. And, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 very exciting to, to finally get some of the stuff together to see the schedule. I think that comes uh, at the beginning of February. So... Good times had by all. Now let's do other lesser good news, which is Francisco Calvo joins the San Jose Earthquakes in the latest sequel yes! in the Final Destination franchise. Um, you'll remember the previous movies. That's because in, in 2017, Minnesota United squad made a deal with the devil to change their fortunes to, to get out of being the historically worst team ever. And that deal was that one of these players would have to play with Francisco Al, uh, Calvo at all times. So obviously Bobby Shuttleworth was saddled with it and, and Wyatt Olmsberg as well. Um, what, what's unfair is that um, Johnny Gregoose, who wasn't even in the first movie, gets saddled with him later. And uh, and so now um, Johnny Gregoose, who got announced as, as a San Jose Earthquakes player, he is now forced to play with uh, Francisco Calvo. And um, two bit characters from the first see a first movie um uh jeremy abobasi who um luckily avoided getting uh, on the plane and joining minnesota united he gets sucked in same thing with jackson yule they're, they're both in this movie um they both have to have to deal with uh playing francisco calvo this is great and, stuff and this and this uh third installment of this original film um is it are they are they finally going to kill dinosaurs this is not the final installment. Who who said that? No, this is a this is a like this is going to be ten of these. This is going to keep on going, and then and then it's going to be like Spider Man, where a new you know we're just going to get a new person playing Spider Man every year. It's 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 called a multiverse, Wes. Yeah. No, well now it's the Francisco Cavill yeah, multiverse. <laughs> yeah, it's the Francisco verse. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't tell if. Francisco Calvo is going to be absolutely perfect for Matias Almeida's squad, or or just a complete, this will be like Zenith or Nadir, I can't tell. Judging from the fact that Matias Almeida keeps on giving um, uh, Spanish-language interviews where he's like, uh, yes, well, no one uh, with my team will ever invest in anyone, which uh, makes it a good challenge for me. I have to really have grown a lot because my team has no investment and I have, uh, I, I'm, I'm never supported and, uh, and whatever. Like, the dude... Surely another team, either in South America, Central America, or like MLS is going to give him a job. But <clears throat> I think that he's going to crash and burn this year, Matias Almeida. And I think that seeing Francisco Calvo uh, at, at the center of it is going to be beautiful. It's going to be a wonderful season. Francisco of MLS. Calvo is Francisco Calvo is like the arbiter of the end of everyone's career. So. Oh my God. Just, just driving it. Um, uh, let, let's do, um, a, another good here, which this is a, a, one of these great stories from, um, Ajax was playing the team Excelsior. Um, they, they beat the crap out of them nine to, to nil. But the good part of it was the heartwarming part, which is that Devin Plank, who is a player who'd been, undergoing chemotherapy for fibula cancer came out onto the field as a substitute, right? Yep. Um, and players from both sides gave him a guard of honor, applauded him onto the field. Awesome moment. I love that stuff. Gives me so much joy to watch. Um, let me do a, a couple bads here just to, just to throw in some, 
terribleness. Um, Daryl DK uh, gets gets a big move to West Bromwich, Albion, Hampshire, Shire, um, and uh, and he gets injured in his debut, which is no good. Um, doesn't doesn't help you make your case to to get on the U.S. men's national team if you're uh, getting injured like that. Um, and let's talk about some good, bad, and uh, just good and bad with women's soccer with NWSL, which is that um, sell the team. Steve is selling the team. Uh, the NWSL Board of Governors unanimously approved the uh, the fact that uh, Michelle Kang um, could take over the team. I guess both she and Steve Baldwin gave presentations to the board and she was like, here's what I want to do this with this team and how I want to invest. And Steve Baldwin was like, you can't let her, she's mean. And it was like an hour presentation on how much he didn't like Michelle Kang. I just desperately want to get my hands on that PowerPoint. Oh yeah. I just want to see it. Yeah. Just how bad, just how bad the slides are going to be and like what, what the animations are. I want to be, I want to be in the planning meeting where he's dictating to uh, Martha, the the like twenty three year old straight out of college new hire, and he's like Martha, okay, here's PowerPoint one. Put a put a, a picture of Michelle Kang, but put horns on her. Can you can you do that? Do you know how to use? Draw them on it. It feels yeah, authentic yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. Use okay. MS Paint. Use okay. use Paint. Slide yeah. number yeah. two. Okay, now put a sad face. <laughs> Just bullet point number one, she's mean. Um, so congratulations, Michelle Kang. You overpaid for an NWSL team, but that's really great. Um, I've gotten to meet a, a couple Washington Spirit fans, uh, and I'm very happy for them that they have uh, they can continue to support their club and not be sad. Um, the bad is that uh, NWSL players won't show up unless a new CBA is agreed upon. So what's the status on that? Who knows that? Um, they're still negotiating, as far as I know, but um, use the term loosely negotiate, negotiation because there's no one, none of the owners are really like sending representatives. So I have no idea in the aspect of when this thing is really going to get figured out. But hey, good good on the players. NWSL has had a horrible um, PR season and the players are going to take advantage of it and finally get what is uh, deserved? Yeah, I mean, kudos to, they're, they have the leverage right now, and they should definitely use it. Yeah, the Athletic is reporting uh, as of earlier or late last week. Um, still, no deal in place after more than a year of bargaining. Uh, the deal needs to be uh, agreed upon by February first. Um, it looks like as of right as of this article, which is dated the twentieth, so it's a little out of date right now. Um, uh, there's still a ton of tentative agreements between the players and the league uh, after more than 35 bargaining sessions since this started. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that That I have a feeling they'll be on strike, that that season will be delayed I, unless they come together really, really quickly. Well, here's to hoping. I mean, last time with the MLS uh, CBA negotiation, we thought that it could get, but they kept yeah. on, they were at least working in good faith. Um, it felt like, well, I, I follow MLS CBA stuff more closely. So I guess I, I can't really say what I think about NWSL stuff because I haven't been watching it as closely. So um, another good with women's soccer here is that Michelle Akers was announced as, as an assistant coach at Orlando, Orlando pride. 
um, an absolute OG of women's soccer. So awesome to see her back in it. Um, let's do a, a some uh, international stuff here, which is that here's a good Josh Sargent, um, who's a new newly a father, um, scored two goals, including one of the one of the um, what's the adjective I want to use for this word for this goal? Dumbest, <laughs> dumbest. Oh, it was, but it wasn't dumb because it wasn't no, it was like, like a um, playground move. Right. It wasn't like you fall into it, and it wasn't sloppy. It was just kind it of was like the bizarre, ill. Yeah, you, you know what it was. Yeah, you know what it was. It was one of those hacky sack moves you used to do, like in high school, right? Yeah, when you're trying to get it to to fall straight on your foot, so you just bring your foot all the way over as far as you can. That's what it was. I mean, it worked perfectly for him. Because so. the goal, this is his first goal for Norwich, and um, and basically the ball gets kind of crossed in, sent into him, and he's up ahead of it and he kind of like kicks scorpion it. kicks scorpion it. kicks it but almost like a rainbow scorpion yeah anyway it, it and <laughs> it looks like it was just because it hit his foot because he was running yeah and he looked a little it, surprised by it but. but it looked like it looked like it looked like mildly intentional but also like i don't know now i'm just thinking about the hacky sack thing now i'm just thinking about what jam bands josh Sargent follows around in the summers between oh, college semesters string, te- string cheese incident for sure <laughs> string cheese incident. Yeah. i was gonna say i was gonna say spin doctors for sure he's a big spin doctor that, that, they're not a jam band I, he to, was to not speak. he he was born after their career was yeah over. also spin okay. doctors is an alexi lawless band that would that's, that's <laughs> I thought Alexi Laws was in the Spin Doctors. I, I mean, the dude, the dude looks so much like the same lead singer. I, when I was in seventh grade, I saw Alexi Laws band play. Oh, at the National Sports Center during the U.S. Open Cup or USA Cup, whatever it is. Um, oh, wait, but, was um, that the what year you said? Oh seven? I, uh, no, no, not oh seven. It was, it was like, like ninety eight, right? I was in like seventh grade, so it, or I, I was, I was like, yeah, it was middle school for me, which I mean. That's a long time ago. That was like early 90s, yeah, um, mid-90s. I was there. What I liked about Josh Sargent is that then his second goal was him going up and just absolutely taking control of the ball and heading it in. And I, I've kind of never really said anything good about Josh Sargent because I've never really seen him be good on the pitch, which maybe I've just ro- watched all the wrong games. But this was great to see. Good for him. I love seeing that stuff. And um, I you know, I've wanted to see him be good. I just... And that, and that header was from a long ways out for a header, for like a running pseudo diving header. It, it was like eight, nine yards out. Yeah. It was amazing. To do um, a, a bad international thing is that um, after uh, Kai Kamara missed the, the game that would have, the, the PK that would have drawn the game for Sierra Leone and put them in the next round, he, um, you know, fans, quote unquote, unquote, um, wankers came to his house and kind of uh put it under siege for a while police had to come out which is just a bummer um kai again you know we talk about the the like late players who come to our team and kind of never do anything kai at least i don't know i really like kai he he had a different thing i wish he would have been better for us because we all said that he was a good signing at the time when he was signed but um I kind of wish I mean, that the, he had been. We had had a couple of years of him doing his what he what he does, which is score goals and just kind of be a be a great the, dude. The thing that drove me crazy is that this is a guy who scored a PK to get you into the tournament, mm-hmm. and then here you are 
He's trying to get you in there. He fails. And the first thing you want to do is tear up his house with his children and family members are living there. Yeah. But I, we don't know how many people it was. You know, it's it's kind of tough when you draw big conclusions from six wankers. But um, let's do let's do uh, a, a weird here, which is that Mexico is threatening fans with five-year bans uh, if they're caught singing the homophobic chant. How are they going to do that? Like, how are they going to police You want to hear about it? Okay, yeah, so here it is, about right? It. Uh, the Mexican Soccer Federation says any fan caught screaming a homophobic chat at its matches will face a five-year ban from national team games. The way that they're going to do it is um, said fans buying tickets will have to register their personal information and present a QR code and identification at stadium entrances. The security presence at national team matches will be increased in attempt to ensure anyone heard making the offensive chant will be expelled and face a ban. So literally, you have to register. Oh, you know and, what it is? The QR code actually has some like, uh, like um, some like phishing kind of software in it. So it's actually going to access their microphones and their phones, mm. and it's going to record the whole match. And if they hear the person using that while they're at the match on their phone, they're recording, listen to all of them. They're going to ban them. Because, Does this because count? everyone talks, Do, talks chants right into their phone. What, what about players who, who do it? Just kidding. We'll get to that yeah, section or, or of the coaches. podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we, uh, in, the, in the biz, we call that foreshadowing. Uh, let's, let's just, um, we've got a couple things, another bad, which is, uh, that at least six people, uh, were killed in a crush outside the stadium hosting, uh, Cameroon versus what was the game? Um, uh, in Cameroon, oh, God, it was anyway, one of the African cup of nations games. Uh, so, which is just crap. Just Comoros, Comoros. I don't know where the accent is on yeah. that word. Comoros. Yep. And yeah, okay. Um, and then last, let's do with the weird, which is that Rodrigo Ghost wrote uh, haikus with Weeby because uh, Andrew Weeby, for whatever reason, double, tripled down on his haikus this year. Uh, they were better, and I think that yeah. there were several haikus there that you helped wrote because right because Andrew Weeby, Extra Time Radio, does haikus for his previews for these teams, and they're they're pretty terrible. Um, I like Andrew Weeby a lot, but they're really bad <laughs> um and this year there were a few of them i was like oh that that cadence right there or that phrasing that's rodrigo i could tell like a few of those that were definitely yours rodrigo it's like it's like when you listen to a cold train lick you're like oh i know who that is yeah when i listen to a cold play <laughs> song i know yep that's that's the shitty one in cold uh, it's when all i listen yeah. to chris martin play giant steps on a piano <laughs> 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 no, I mean it was it was it was it came out of nowhere because I think I've always asked to help. Yeah, you've been and hounding like, him for a year, like once a <laughs> yeah, week, I mean, yeah, yeah, publicly on yeah. it on the Twitter that we all read. <laughs> yep, yep. So I've been I've been bullying, as some folks put put it together, <laughs> and I bullied my well in, into this one. I mean, I didn't get to write all of them, but like I had input in and in at least the first batch that came out. And so I think the Vancouver one is probably my favorite one. So, yeah. Hey, man. Cyberbully for the job you want. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted to be is a ghostwriter. Bucket list. All Check. right. All right. Well, let's take a break. We've got some Minnesota United stuff to talk about.
back on the 55-1 podcast. Let's talk Minnesota United. Uh, let's start with the, the little bit of news that came out right at the beginning of this week, which is that the team is partnering with Clear for health passes for the U.S. men's national team game. That's because uh, two weeks ago, last week, whatever, um, St. Paul and Minneapolis put in a vaccine mandate for um, places like the stadium. At first, it was not clear that the stadium would be covered. It was really vague language, and a lot of journalists thought it wasn't going to be covered. Um, and uh, anyway, it is. Uh, so you will need both vaccines in order to get into the game. And now there's a an app called Clear. Is that correct? And you, you yeah, kind of it's registered. Like the, it's, yeah. like the, it's like the alternative to like TSA pre-check that you can yeah. do through a private company at the airport. And they, you can do a, you can uh, set up a, a free account. It took me five minutes. I'm not going to the match because... Well, maybe we're not going to the match. Um, uh, it took me five minutes to set it up. Um, enter your info, scan your um, your vaccine card if you have it. If you already have it set up through um, one of the healthcare providers that is already part of like the smart ID system mm-hmm. for for the health scanning, it just pulls the info in. Um, yeah, super easy. And it one thing I did notice is that it does expire on uh, February twenty second. So even if this does get extended from the city of St. Paul uh, later into the into the Minnesota United season. The clear app, it seems like it does need to be refreshed based on mm. some certain level of frequency. It looks like a month probably. Right now, the vaccine mandate is expected to expire before the season starts. Uh, there is a chance they could extend it. I sincerely doubt they will extend it. Um, it's a very, you know... It's a really broad thing that's hitting a lot of restaurants pretty hard, especially since Omicron is going to be ducking down now. Um, I doubt that they will do it. But, you know, if they think about um, wild games and other indoor um, things or or really big activities, um, they should consider it. And the team could voluntarily do it. <clears throat> yeah, based that. on the uh, announcement yeah. they had today, it does not sound like they are because there's a end of a sentence that says, this requirement will remain in place until the vaccine mandate is lifted by the city of St. Paul. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound like they're going to do it voluntarily. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this a little. It was uh, on Tony Sane's uh, Instagram feed, right, Rodrigo? This is a, a little community outreach at the um, Sane Foundation that that you saw, which is a good. Yeah. So um, we've all been um, advocates to have more community outreach but Tony Sane, he um, usually uses Instagram to give updates on what he's doing in addition to what's going on with the dome that they finally have up over in it. You know, um, Hassani Dotson, DSC, Debo, and... Um, Is Debo Debasi? No. Um, Who's Debo? Hayes. Chikori Hayes. Chikori Hayes. Chikori Hayes. Hayes. He goes by Debo. Oh, man. All right. Sorry. I don't I don't acknowledge any nicknames that I didn't stupidly give to a person. So <laughs> Oh, okay. Well it's, okay. I can't I call him I, I call him uh, Tuck. Tuck. Because he tucks in his jersey. Tuck. Okay. Tuck. Tuck Finn. Yeah, okay. Tuck. So let's Finn. go there over this. Go. DSC Hassani Dotson. Uh Tuck. Uh and um what's the other one? Oh, and Hansen. Nico Hansen. Um, those were the ones that went out to play a visit and um, it just happened that there was a couple of practices going on and 
Um, you know, Como Girls FC coach was there running some practices because I think I believe um, they work for um, they work for to for the Sound Foundation, and they got to talk and give advice to some of the girls that were playing there. And I thought that was pretty awesome because it was they like there was no like real like you know media there to record it or, or be like cut a promo or whatever. System guys just being real, going out there and just having a conversation and. And talking about soccer and, and a bunch of other stuff. So I, I thought if that's the community outreach that's going to be happening more and more, I mean, um, it will be tenfold of what Ozzy Alonso did throughout his uh, tenure as uh, ambassador. Yeah. I Well, let's focus on the good part, which is that it's great to see them out there with with uh, kids out there in the community, especially with the Sanity Foundation. Um, let's talk about a bad here, which is that um, is that like a week and a half ago now? I don't know. It was um, a week ago today when uh, the team, it was the first day of uh, training of the new season. And the, it, it was a Instagram story, I believe, like a video on Instagram story. And um, uh, Franco Fragapani just walks up to Dane Sinclair and says, well... He says "Hola," and then uses uh, an M homophobic epithet. Um, and so this was up on Instagram stories. And then a few people kind of one, someone in our um, 55 one Slack was like, Hey, did you guys see this video? What's going on? And then I didn't. Um, and it was deleted by the time I checked it, but other people then saw it. Um, Rodrigo, why don't you give us a, a your your summary of we are familiar now with the uh, p word homophobic chant, right? Uh, uh, but this is this is a different one, one that I'm way more familiar with, uh, and have, you know. Anyway, you you give so it. so we all familiar with the the p chant um, in parts of South America, uh, the the term the the p term is not as offensive as the M, M, M term. And so in this situation, DSC, uh, I, I think Fraga has like a, like, like Mate in his hand, I think, right? Or is he walking or he's just trying to, trying to have like a conversation yeah. and he goes and, and, and he, and he pretty much engages with saying, Hey, my, my, uh, M term. And then, and then like, DSC has like this look in his face because he doesn't know what he said, but at the same time doesn't know what it means. And like, or does, and who knows? Yeah. Or does. And he, boy, if it did, yeah. he more than likely there's if there, there would have been bigger discussion or because this term is, is, is even though like there was arguments all over the Twitter sphere about how like this is it, people can use it as a term of endearment. There's no term of endearment with this word. Like literally I've seen and I've grown up in households where this term gets thrown out to it. And next thing you know, there's there's physical violence involved with it. It's, it's used to demean, it's used to, to, to devalue and like to be thrown at it lightly like that, even if it's like not the intention, the, the, it, it, it's, it's extremely, extremely offensive. And we all saw the, what uh, Sebastian Leggett had to do, you know, when he got busted for for posting it on on, on Instagram and then and getting it picked up by somewhere, um, I I don't know why 
uh, Fragabana is not is not being held accountable to that extent. Well, at least and, as always, so. one media source asked the team to comment on it, and they just simply didn't respond. Um, it's it's weird, and it's like, um, it's like it, once they saw it, and obviously whoever posted it, you know, didn't know the the meaning, the the offensiveness themselves, but they deleted it. And then the team has to talk and be like, okay, well, you know what? We just need to acknowledge and apologize for this, right? Like, I just don't un- understand the mentality of uh, of just like, well, we're just going to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen, right? Like, right. I mean, like especially yeah. for a player who has already been accused uh, of racism and then you were like, well, you know, it was inconclusive because uh, there was no evidence. And so what can we do? Let's move on. The arguments that you see are like the... The explanations, not the like the apologists or anything like that, but you know when they when they are talking about if even if there are cultural differences and connotations between different different communities and how they use this word, that's irrelevant. It, that's irrelevant at this point. the The reality is this is what it means here, and this is how it is interpreted by our community. And, and, and for, and for somebody to, and for somebody on the team to not sit him down and say, look, however you're using it or however you're used to using it or whatever, whatever the, the situation is, it's just like, you can't do that, dude. It is wrong no matter what, but, and that's, and I'm trying to make that argument mm-hmm. invalid. Right. And the, and right. the reality is that regardless, even if the team believes in, those subtle differences in whatever and syntax, however you want to describe it, which is a, a BS argument. They still have to sit them down and be like, I don't care how you feel about using it. We have cameras rolling all the time. Right. Like it don't be dumb. Yeah, dude. You're a public figure. Whether you like it or yeah. not, you're getting you're getting paid to to play, you'll become a public figure. So you have to watch what you say. I mean, let's just let's remind ourselves when Cavani had that Instagram post. Right. Yep. And, and we got into the whole, it's exactly the same thing. Like, like yep. whether like, like if all three of us are like, you know, at, at, at the back room at the bar and someone says something stupid and we say something stupid, like, like that's within our like three of us. Right. But we're not public figures. Right. Like it doesn't matter what your, what your cultural excuses for this. It's unacceptable regardless. Yeah. Even, 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 even back in South America, it's, it's, it's not, if it was a nice term of endearment, then it would be used all the freaking time. There'd be kids named after this, right? There'd be, there'd be, there'd be kids being born named this term, right? Well, that's and, and what, what I that's a good that's a that's a good marker. Would you name your child after this? Uh-huh. What I think needs to need like this team has tried to very publicly be um, athlete allies and things like that, and um, have a, a pride night and, and everything. Um, and if they're not going to acknowledge this. I just like the level of like complicity in that <laughs> homophobia is really astounding to me. And um, so far they've, they've not done any acknowledgement even for people who are asking them about it. And, um, and so I, I don't and know. Even any, just, and, and look, you know, whoever the video producer was that, that put this thing out or handed it off to a social media coordinator who, you know, you who who knows who's doing it now? Because what Steve McPherson announced that this is the end of his his he's done after this week, and so it's like who else is doing stuff there? You know, 
regardless of if it was accidentally left in an edit, it's like, guess what, team? It got out. Enough people saw it. Do something about it. Say something about it. Apparently, they think not enough people saw it. That's my that's my cyn- yeah. cynical. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. It was, like, only, it was oh, only up for a certain amount of time. Quickly, that only a s- certain amount of diehard fans re- actually saw it. And so few people saw it and it can't be shared because no one screen grabbed it. So yeah. we're good. And and no one is bothered saying it on Twitter because if you say anything critical about this, you get the the like 12 dudes who like literally only spend their life waiting for you to say something critical so that they can like because they're so mad that you interrupted their lifelong desire to become a consumer. It's um, the uh, it's the the Chad signal is what I call it. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know I know a couple <laughs> nice Chads though, so I don't want to be fully, um, fully. But no hanging Chads. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all not all Chads. <laughs> yeah, not all Chads. Uh, anyway, it's just it, it, it's BS because like there you know I had someone in my DMs who was just like, oh, you guys want to destroy Fragapane's life, and it's like all we're asking for them to do is acknowledge and apologize. I don't like I don't get what's hard about that. I've yeah I've said terrible yeah. things before and had to apologize like I like Apolo- apologize yeah. apologize a, a tone move on yeah okay I mean anyway even even the no not 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 saying no comment means you acknowledge the event happened and that's what I think Mark was saying too is like they don't want to acknowledge that this even existed at this point mm-hmm. and will they I mean they won't you know and that's unfortunate because like that's twice now right like if, if anyone really thinks about it's like this, um, you know, this emphasizes more that do you believe that Diego Chara actually would lie to you, right? Would lie to us in the aspect of what this is what he said. So like, yeah. you know, like I always think that uh, Fragapane looks like he should be an extra on Peaky Blinders just because of his haircut <laughs> color. But like, you know, like literally he's got the whole look going and right now at this point he will fit perfectly. Comrades, it's the 55-1 podcast, and this is the final segment. Moved a little bit of the Minnesota United stuff to uh, to this last section, so we could uh, you know have a take a, a shower after the last one. Um, we've got two watches. We've got Amaria watch and Ariaga watch. Uh, Amaria on? Is he coming? Is he going? Where is he going to end up? Jerry Zagoda with the Star Tribune and a couple others have uh, have given very uh, veiled. Well, I guess I should say the way I read it is that the team is telling them very clearly that they think Amaria is going to happen. If it was more, um, well, we don't know if it's going to happen. Hopefully we'll, you know, if there was more doubt then that they would not be feeding that stuff to Zagoda in that way. That's my, that's the way I read between their lines. Um, yeah, no, on all of, I mean, on all of the signings, it seems like, the club never actually names a player by name and comments on it until it's pretty much seems like a, a done deal. And they didn't comment on these, but you know, for example, Jerry Zagoda is not calling up agents and asking, you know, what they know and, and like getting those scoops. That's not the what he does. Um, and so when he says that a player is imminent, 
that is coming directly from the team. <laughs> so that's, that's when, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not rumor or whatever that, so that's the way I interpret those things. It's, it's so funny with, uh, with Amaria watch. Cause it's like the, the newest counter rumor is that he's going to Newell's, uh, and like they, they just put in a, a 1 million us dollar, um, offer today for him so who knows well and then uh, you know we've got so maybe amaria is coming in we also have uh the return of abu Dunladi to minnesota united so we now have uh adrian unu d'artagnan our number one we've got amaria coming in uh amaria again still owes me 22 goals um and then we've got Abu Dinladi, who would be probably in the third spot there. Then you've got uh, Bongo, and then you've got whoever the guy is that we um, drafted, right? Is that our? Right. Is that the pecking and, order? And maybe Wea if he comes back. At the end yeah, of but season. he's he's out. Yeah, he's season. not. He, he's so you, you've got those five. Um, that means Bongo is down in in fourth spot. I'm just saying, the Bongonistas are not going to. Are not going to take kindly to this. I think they'll be okay. They are, with, they are. They'll be okay with Abu Dinladi um, mm-hmm. coming in because he's at least uh, an African dude, and they they show a lot of pan African solidarity in the <laughs> Facebook comments. Um, but they're they're gonna. I tell you what, they are gonna. The ratings for the U.S. Open Cup are just gonna go through the <laughs> roof. Oh my right. god! Or yeah. so many like. Do they, can they do the VPN thing where they can just get an ESPN Plus like, uh, <laughs> what subscription oh. and like just say they're they're, they're in Des Moines, Iowa? We should just, just host our the, own. Host our own. It's down in like against the Des Moines menace or whatever, and we just right. host it and just like send it to Shakes, man, and be like, let's go, let's get internet, let's fly Shakes out here for the game. I just, I just, <laughs> oh. I just, I just, we just hijack a feed, we pop it onto a Zoom, we send it over to him, oh. call it a day. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we could even monetize this. We could start. We could just like start charging like five bucks a person. No, nah, it's, it's all about the good of the game, man. Air Bongo, man. Air Bongo is free. You're listening to is it is it A E R Bongo? Yeah, you're listening to Air Bongo. Free rides everywhere. All right. <laughs> Um, and then Kervin Ariaga is, uh, we've talked about him before on this podcast. He is a young Honduran uh, central defensive midfielder. And uh, guess who's going to be here next week? Honduras. 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 So, it sounds like to it sounds Minnesota, like, Kervin. It sounds like I mean, he might, it sounds like he might, like the deal might actually be done like close to to around that time so like be really cool for minnesota united to be able to announce him at that or not at that game but like hmm. announce him for the you like know two around days the, later yeah. also yeah it would be very smart for minnesota to get that sealed up before, before he comes he here and plays come. outside in february in minnesota because he yeah. might or, come here and be like for, you know forecast what? right I, now is, is 17 I mean, degrees i know there's this term called Would, cold feet and i don't know if this applies but i'm pretty sure this applies well, it's heated field, so it's not. It's going to be like forty-seven degrees. His feet will still be speed, cold. So. His feet will still be cold. Yeah, yeah. forty-seven um, is still cold. Yeah. Let's uh cool. let let's go to some questions here because we've got lots of uh, Twitter questions here. Uh, this is from Andy Call, who says uh, there's been news for months in U.S. soccer circles about how supporters aren't well represented in club decision making. What does good look like here? Paint us a picture of an ideal club supporters co-op. 
there's a lot to say here. Um, among it being, we just had the um, ISC supporters group conference, whatever that uh, ISC stands for, um, in Portland. Um, I know a lot. We had probably like ten people from uh, from Twin Cities out there, um, and talking about you know how these supporters groups and work with clubs. I'll say um, there are a lot of different things, but for the most part, let me just give you my basic summary, which is that I think that supporters create a lot of the capital and a lot of the things that teams build off of and supporters deserve a place at the table. That's like a fundamental belief. I've told Dr. Bill directly about that years ago when I approached him about community ownership of Minnesota United in the NASL era. Um, and, you know, I, I think that basically we need to stop viewing it as uh, something that we are ingesting as consumers and stop. And I know there's a lot of supporters who don't believe this, but um, we the teams believe that they are producing a product for us to consume. And it's just, it's not true. It is the thing that we create together. And um, I think basically, I think there should be a, a one or two community um, members, season ticket holders on every MLS team board. That's, that's a basic belief of mine. Um, and I think that, that actually giving up um, authority and really listening and not just like pretending to listen or, or even like, you know, sitting, but actually giving some power to people is a really difficult thing to do when you're in control and when it's your job, et cetera. But it's something that's very important. Um, I mean, and, I, and it's very obvious that this is the mentality that um, of why I got involved with uh, Minnesota women's soccer like that. That's like my fundamental belief in life, which is that we community is something that is created by people coming together. And it's really not always great. I wish I could have just unloaded the roaring Minnesota um, team brand on everyone. It would have had a, this great art deco B would have blown everyone's brains, but we use democracy and we use people and, you know, it's, you have to give up power. So that's my fundamental manifesto. Anyone else want to add to that? What else would you like to see? I mean, that's, I mean, Wes, that's, Wes just threw a bomb and spray paint I and shit. Mean, you know, listen, I just went to music school. So what am I going to say? No, um, <laughs> no, that all of that is I mean, my, my whole thing is representation, right? It's, it's, is that, is that on? So how do you get, get the supporters involved directly into at whatever high level decision-making process in some sort of representative fashion, a seat at whatever board, if there is a board, um, you know, that, that, that's really just what I think, I think everyone's looking for. Um, at least that's what I'm looking for there is because a lot of these inconsistencies and and issues that we have seen and we talked about even today, um, some of that can be voiced in a much more um, formal way um, if you had a seat at the table. I mean, for me, it's just, you know, like the supporters groups are the closest, the closest access you have to outreach, right? Because they're in their community. And I think that would be something that I would... I think a lot of people in supporters groups would be willing to 
put those connections forward to really make an atmosphere of soccer more of a communal sense, right? Like an invested type of reality. And I think, you know, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys say. It's like they need representation matters, right? Um, I, I also think outreach matters, but not just uh, promotional stuff, right? But actually investing in in creating a relationship with community members and the communities that you that you that you live in, right? I mean, and and I think that's 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 one of the key things for me, at least. So um, we could t- I I could do an entire podcast about this, um, but it's a great question, Andy. In general, more listening and more actually responding to that listening always needs to happen. Minnesota United is definitely not um, ter- the worst at this. <laughs> There's a lot of clubs that are, I don't know if you, they're not I'm, New York city. FC. Don't, they don't Mon- have Nazis no. in their supporters groups. Well, no, but Montreal, man, uh, if you know how much Joey Saputo and his crew have torched those fans, it's crazy. So anyway, congratulations, Minnesota United <laughs> FC. <laughs> not being worse. No. And they've actually been at times, Minnesota has been very good at this. Um, but I think that's gone downhill. And I think COVID has really been a big part of that. Whatever. Stephen Lindley says, I think my biggest, this is now a few questions about the U.S. men's national team game coming up next week, a week from Tuesday. My biggest frustration uh, regarding this match is I feel apologetic, worried about the match because of the weather. If it had been Mexico match in November, Panama in March, I'd be 100% excited. Absolutely there's nothing to add to what you're saying, Stephen. You're totally right. Uh, it's stupid. We should not be playing this game. It won't be fun. Uh, particularly, it will be bad for the players. And that that that's stupid. Counter-argument. Uh, how many World Cup qualifying matches have ever been played in Minnesota? None. Zero. We don't make, as fans, we don't get to make these decisions. Higher-ups do. And you know what? It's in our backyard. Go have fun. Be excited. And do your thing. It's going to be fucking awesome. All right. That is actually great. Um, the great thing is we have a massive hot dog roller and to solve the food problem at the bar, we've just decided to shut down the kitchen and just do hot dogs, just a shitload of dogs in your mouth. Charlie are, um, wait, are they dogs or wieners? Hey man, whatever, whatever gets you going. No, it has to do with the snap. Oh, it's a quality control thing. Oh, wait, do you, do you have, do you have guacamole? Wait, did, hold on. No, it's not going to be that. No, that's that's way too complex. We can make completos at the bar, Corey. Uh, that, that seems I'm like gonna be eating, I'm going to be making eating it more once in Chile. Okay, we can do that another time. We're not doing that on the day <laughs> when like literally a million people are going to be there. Uh, so anyway, no, so I don't there's, know. There's, there's like there's like hot dogs, which are like the like traditional like flimsy, awful like they kind of like just wiggle kind of thing, and then there's like a solid like skin on wiener that like kind of snaps when you bite it and it's delicious. Like which one are you doing? The look on, I don't know if Corey and I are like locking laser eyes here. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Next question is from Nate. I know what he's talking about. I'm choosing to ignore it (laughs) like a good parent. (laughs) Oh my God. There's a, there's a hot dog place in, uh, in my hometown of Emmaus, Pennsylvania called Yakos. Y O C C O Yakos. It has like the, the, the picture of it is just a hot dog walking around. It's a hot dog making a move. I cannot believe that 30 years later, there is still a restaurant, a, ho- a local restaurant that is just a hot dog place called Yakos. Cannot believe that. How Nate, long has the winery been in the West Bank? Oh, uh, yeah, but the winery is a, is a beautiful place full of punk rock and like 
But but wienery sounds great. The Yakos is great. It sounds like you're going to throw it up afterwards. Wienery's been there f- since uh, I believe 300 BC. Nate says over under on hypothermia cases at, during the Hi- Honduras Bowl. Um, yeah. I think the over under is two on the pitch. Um, Yoles 99 says, what's the current extradition agreement with Argentina? I have no clue, buddy. Um, and then two, he says, which team does weather benefit during the upkeeping, uh, game? Um, no one, I think it actually benefits Honduras. I, I, I don't understand how this is going to be a good thing from, for the U S who are the more technically gifted team and playing at home. Why would you want to play on, you know, the pitch will be decent. It's not going to be terrible. But, like, why would you want to play when it doesn't let you express yourself, when you're cold, when, you know. Express yourself. Okay. Um, we, we, we lost Mark. In his, I won't read his chat. But he's got to go do some kid <laughs> things. Uh, looks like there's an emergency. Um, uh, Chris, Cristiano <laughs> says from our Slack, he says, What food joint would you choose to announce a new signing of Minnesotan coming home to play for the Loons? This comes from uh, um, Shabilko being signed from Casper uh, Shabilko, signed uh, by Chicago Fire, and they did a, because he's Polish. Lots of poles in uh, Chicago, right. lots of great Polish food in Chicago, and they did a great thing with him winking at the end, saying, like, let's eat. Um, they did something similar for, I forget who it was. Was It, it wasn't like a, wasn't like a, it wasn't like a Russian player. I forget who it was, but also that came into Chicago. They did something similar. Their, their team had a, they got it figured out for their player I, announcements. I mean, uh, uh, having something good and Swedish and involve the American Swedish Institute would be great. Um, I don't know. I know there's lots of Finns um, in Minnesota, but I don't know how organized that is. But doing something with a Robin Lude or something like that of, again, embracing the weirdness of American Scandinavian food of things like Ludafisk or something like that. That would be a blast. Mm-hmm. It just just again. That video is so silly and fun that it's yeah. like, that is the kind of stuff. That's like what forward Madison is good, do, does well. That's the kind of stuff <laughs> I love about teams of being able to just embrace the fun, not trying to be cool, just being kind of like, you know, here's the Polish sausage lady. I'd, I'd like to have a team, uh, a player announcement coming out of uh, hamburguesas del gordo. Oh I think God. that would be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so Josh E says with Rosales and Ariaga at Minnesota United FC, would it be wrong to wear color wear colors uh, or Honduras colors on February second? Absolutely, absolutely not, Josh. You should do it. Um, Honduras yeah, is a great if, place. If, if Josh does it, he needs to have a sign with him that says "Announce Ariaga." Or, <laughs> yeah, that that is the only thing. Yeah, it can, it yeah. can be matching the same kit colors, but it has to be a sign that says "Announce." Ariaga. Yeah. Cowards. Uh, or, or does a Bienvenido uh, Ariaga uh, Curvin. Um, Rob says, with the reported signing of Calvo and San Jose, how sad are we for our t- alternative timeline team players of Jackson Ewell and Jeremy Abobasi, two of our favorite non-Minnesota United players, uh, Minnesota United players. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough for them. Sorry, Jackson. Uh, it, 
you, you got to get out of there. <sighs> you can come play for uh, us in Minnesota. I can't. Um, I can't wait till they get into a verbal fight. Like someone's gonna. There's going to be a scream match because you know, like Cabo always screams at someone when he does something wrong and points. And then, like, it's gonna happen. And then one of these guys is just gonna. I can't gonna believe none of his it. ever. None of his fellow teammates ever like do the wanker gesture to him if someone was yelling at me like that all the time i'd be like oh my butt dude yeah suck it you you Um, gotta imagine you gotta imagine that boxel has done that to him in the locker room literally every day (laughs) um mark's back mark you okay you hit the bucket it's good okay all right (laughs) Congratulations! We got some uh, got some COVID, bullseye. some Rona going around uh, at. Uh, she hit the she hit the bullseye just like the uh, the new Minnesota United kit that's going to be announced later mm. this. Oh, that's right. That's a good transition. Maybe a black and blue oh, yeah. kit. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. let's see. We've got um, Toby S says which former loon is going to have a better season in San Jose? Uh, well, Ooh, Jackson, that's a good one. Jackson Ewell's my favorite former loon, even though he's not a loon. Uh, but will Calvo have a better season than? Um, Jan Gregush, I don't know. Neither of them make sense to me. So uh, I, I, my vote is Abobasi. Yeah, perfect. Paul Shudwar <laughs> says, uh, "How long until South Africa finds a podcast?" I don't know, man. Bongo Nistas, hit me out. Yeah, like, I know let's, they, let's, they found the let's interview. Get, let's get huge. Let's get huge in South Africa. Yeah, dude. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll we'll use some of those Patreon funds and we'll we'll make a trip and we'll go see um, Kaiser Chiefs. Um, Let's see. Uh, Sheldon asks, "What food Alliance has to say? What has to go?" This is a longer conversation. It's been a long podcast. All of it. I, I'm going to say Brasa is awesome. You always go with Brasa. The fact yeah, that you can wrong. you can show up sometimes and see Chef Alex, literally a, a James Beard award winning chef at the stadium, because it's really hard to fill those shifts. It's like they have a hard time getting employees for it. Sometimes chef uh, Alex is there just like making burritos for you. And it's amazing. They're great. Actually, they he's not even making burritos. them. He's just handing them off. Cause he's already done mm-hmm. that on a separate shift. So they are great burritos. Um, okay. Let's, let's end the podcast. Uh, Corey's like, Oh my God, I already took my melatonin 45 minutes ago. I got to wake up. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a cocktail. It's a melatonin and a half unisom. It's going to have, it's going to kick in real oh, quick. <laughs> all right. All right. Love you, dad. Okay. Everyone. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you a lot. I will say Minnesota. Woso. I forgot to say, we've also got uh, pop-ups that we'll be announcing. So you can come buy the merch on Thursday up in Blaine Friday. I forget Saturday. I is honey and Mackey's or I don't know. Anyway, we're announcing it. And then Sunday, um, uh, us versus Canada at Blackheart. We will have a Minnesota. Woso. um, it won't be a Minnesota. Woso pop-up. It'll be a Minnesota beep podcast. Uh, or anyway, um, it's look great on a scarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Beep. <laughs> Just, beep. <laughs> Just bleeping everything out. All right, kids. Beep, see, I will see you soon. And uh, thanks so much. You're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you. <laughs>